Welcome, Bible Rundown, Pastors Rob and David. We are on day 33, Exodus 29 through 30. We've got a lot of detail in this passage, Rob. Um, so the, the consecration of the priest, the altar of incense, a lot of these are highly symbolic, potentially pointing us to Christ. But what did you see starting in chapter 29? Yeah, so first of all, we have to understand that, that, that God is setting up these rules for the benefit of those who are working in his presence, right? And so when we're talking about these these rules and laws and and how they're supposed to uh, put on these clothes and be anointed and all these, these purposes, it's for their benefit because in the presence of God, there can be no sin. And if if there is sin in God's presence, what happens or wickedness or uncleanliness, any of these things in God's presence, it's destroyed by the wrath of God. And so uh, God is giving them these tools to help them to walk into the presence of God in the holy place to serve the Lord in a way that the wrath and judgment of God does not come upon his people, his priests that are in the temple, the tabernacle at this point in time, uh, in, in his presence. And so, so all these, these things about, you know, putting on the right clothing, all the things about, um, bringing the right sacrifices before the Lord, right? You have the sacrifices, the wave offerings, um, you have all of these pictures about making sure that they are clean, even, the altar in which they're going to sacrifice the animals are sprinkled with the blood. Why? So that they are made clean. So it's the sin that's causing this death, and God is is redeeming it through the substitutionary atonement of sin through these animal sacrifices and then placing on the priest, on his lobe of his ear, on his toe of his foot, you know, th this blood. And so they are cleaned and they're sprinkling this oil and this cleansing uh, upon them. David, you, you can add to that. Well, and I think you're, you're hitting on it, right? So they're cleaned or cleansed by the blood. It's interesting. The right side is emphasized on all these external areas that they're supposed to put the blood on the priest, right? The right earlobe, the right thumb, the right toe. Um, I don't know that it's it's necessarily maybe equating it to like that little childhood rhyme, right? Like hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil. I don't think that there's necessarily significance there other than maybe those are the external parts of the priest that are showing outside of the garments that they're wearing, right? So I thought you were going to say head, shoulders, knees, and toes. I thought that was the <laughs> nursery rhyme you were talking that about. It's even better, but I like it. Um but yeah, and and I think the thing is, they are anointed with the same oil and touched with the same cleansing sacrificial blood that goes on the altar. So again, I think the big idea here is tying the priest or the priesthood to this service before God in a way that all the other tribes are not connected. Um, but again, that right-hand side is significant, right? The right hand or the, the side of the right being the place of power. Um, or authority. And so here is God delegating to 
fallen sinful humanity, these Levitical priests, this right to come before him. And that that explains why we have such these extreme measures. We're going to see the holiness of God lash out even against his own people in the coming chapters um, when they fall into sin. And, And I think that that's what is really significant for us. Pointing us ahead, though, Rob, to, again, Hebrews is a good commenter for this Old Testament. Jesus was not of the, the tribe of Levi, right? We, we've right. established that the Messiah comes through Judah. So it's interesting that the, the true one true high priest for all time would not be a Levitical priest. And I think, again, it's God showing that, hey, th- these guys, while they are uh, consecrated for a service to God, they're not the one that he has chosen for the Messiah to come through. Yeah, and and I think it's interesting to note here that um, in verse 31, you shall take the ram of ordination and boil its flesh in the holy place, and Aaron and his son shall eat the flesh of the ram and the bread that is in the basket in the entrance of the tent of meeting. And so, you know, when Jesus talks about eating my flesh and drinking my blood, we 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 should understand that concept. They should understand that concept of the the priest eating the the ram of ordination the lamb who was slain to make atonement for uh for these priests to be able to enter into the holy place so all of these things should be in the back of their minds as they're understanding eating my flesh meaning that he is the way into the most holy place for them and so they're, they're able to minister in the presence of God because of this ram that was slain for them. And so they put the hand on the ram in significance that they are imputing their sin upon that ram. And that now they're being made clean as they as they kill this this ram. So all of these things are, are pointing us to now. Now we get into chapter 30. What did you see in chapter 30? Well, and I think the connection of 30 with with 29 is where it ends in verses 44 through 35, right? Why are all these things happening? It's because God desires to dwell among his people. And so he's consecrating this service of sacrifices so that he can be down among his people in the midst of their sin. Um, But what stood out to me is this whole idea of the Lord ransoming back his people's life, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So the census tax, it's, it's not, what we see in the New Testament, we read about the census, uh, but the the idea or the thought of a census is what, Rob? It's really to demonstrate human power, right? Mm-hmm. So when we do the census here in the U.S. every oh five years or however long they do, or maybe it's every 10 years, it, it's, it builds a sense of pride in who we are as, as the people. I think what we see here is the idea is the census is not taken for their pride and who they are. It's taken for the Lord to make ransom for their life, right? They're, they're paying, contributing to the service of the temple. And so in a sense, they are not, they're not purchasing their atonement, but it is going towards the ongoing need that they have to have these sacrifices done on their behalf. And I can't help but flip forward to first Peter one, 18 through 19, I think Peter may be alluding to this in a way, but he talks about um, we aren't purchased with perishable things like silver and gold, but we have been purchased with the precious blood of Christ, like a lamb without blemish or spot. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of ransom for our life, 
here, I think it's showing their life costs something to get this ransom, to get their atonement. I think as we look in the New Testament, that cost was the life of God's own son. Yeah, and, and I just want to say something here at the end of 30. Uh, there's this anointing oil, and this this always uh, just, just, just I'm trying to wrap my head around this anointing oil always, but I noticed here that it's sweet smelling. And it seems to be this perfumer, verse 25, you shall make these a sacred anointing oil blended by the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. And so this anointing oil has this sweet smell and almost as if it's it, the God is making these people pure and righteous in his sight by all of these sacrifices and cleansings that he's doing. And now he is giving the aroma to them of this beautiful smelling to the Lord. And just this idea that we are, are sweet smelling to the Lord because of what Christ has done. I think, I think that's what we can take from the, the, the anointing oil. Yeah, that's great. But not an essential oil, right? I can't go to Whole Foods or somewhere and buy this. Okay. Okay. No, he, he, he specifically says, don't, don't make that. Whoever (laughs) makes anything like it to use as perfume shall be cut off from his people. So it's not, it's not to be uh, to be taken lightly. No, no, it's not. Bible well, rundown. We'll see you tomorrow.